Hallelujah. I want to talk about something very important here. Today, I want to talk about apostasy in the church. The reason I'm teaching about apostasy is because it's a very important phenomenon today in the church. And listen, precious people, as we begin this sermon today, the definition of apostasy. <laughs> now, let us define apostasy that when we see it, we may know it. Apostasy comes from the Greek word apostasia. Apostasy comes from the Greek word apostasia, which essentially means, which essentially means, number one, defiance against an established authority. Apostasy, that's the number one, we're still on number one, means, refers to defiance against the established authority of God. That's the second one. I said against unestablished authority. But the second one I've said, apostasy therefore becomes defiance against the established authority of God. Where were? That you just, could you know what I'm And defy, say, I don't want, I don't want authority of God. No, he to say like that. Did you understand properly now? I said it. That when I will define it, it will bring gravity to it. Then you will fear it. Those churches are in sin because it was not defined to them. It wasn't. If it's defined to you, you will fight it, you will run away from it also. Number two. Apostasy therefore means rebellion from the Lord. That's number two. Apostasy, therefore, means rebellion from the Lord. Number four. In that case, then, apostasy essentially becomes a condition in which a believer, a Christian believer, Openly rebels, rebels from Christ Jesus the Lord. Rebelling from Christ Jesus the Lord. We are just ah stucky akai, stucky. Yes, You don't want him. It has to be said the way it is. Wait, wait. Huh? That is tragic. Oh yes. In the same way. Apostasy is defined as the abandonment of true faith in Christ Jesus. <laughs> the abandonment, abandoning true faith in Christ Jesus. They are worshipping him and they have true faith in him. Then you abandon them. Abandon. I don't want nothing to do with them. I don't want that. Abandonment. Abandon. Now listen to me. And when I said rebellion, I would go to the dictionary and ask, how does the dictionary define rebellion? So I may put it properly for the church to understand what it means, rebellion against the gospel of Jesus. So they may now understand it better from the dictionary. A daring. A daring. A daring. 
daring or bold resistance. You dared the Lord. You bold. I dare you and I resist you. Hey! A daring. Did you understand what I'm talking about here? So you go to the dictionary and find what is defiance. Now look at that. A daring and bold. Meaning you are daring God. A daring and bold resistance. An open public. Open disregard. Meaning I don't care. Your authority, I disregard it Lord. I don't care. Open disregard. I contempt or refusal. He says it is contempt. A daring or bold resistance, you know, open disregard, contempt. Did you hear me properly? Now, rebellion, open, organized, and violent resistance, violent, armed. You are ready to fight and die for it, to refuse it. Another resistance to or defiance to the authority of Christ Jesus the Lord or refusing to be controlled by the gospel the true gospel of Jesus eh? abandonment to live completely and finally now it's fine I've gone to abandon finish now I have finished with that thing. To live completely the gospel of Jesus and the faith in Christ Jesus and finally, now, now it's final. You even announce it. Say, are you not coming back? I am not coming back. You even burn the bridges. Now you just go. To utterly forsake the authority of Jehovah, the God of Israel. To forsake. Say, I want now to fall under another authority. Not of Jehovah again. Hey. And there are only two authorities you can fall under. Didn't I just give the example that if you're not believing, you say, just close your eye. If you don't see real visions, then just close your eyes. Then you start imagining things. Eh? Then oh, I see something. There's superstition and suspicion. And name it. Because eyes have to see something. To give up. To finally give up. Or discontinue it. Or to withdraw from the gospel of Jesus. And again I say, from the true gospel of Jesus to withdraw. Now I don't want, I just want to go and read satanic verses and books. And then to give up the control of, to yield oneself to another power now, to yield oneself, to now give over to the other forces now. Tell them, ah, uh-uh, you have your way now. So I am still operating from the Greek word apostasia that root original root word root meaning of apostasy apostasia and now we are seeing that quite a lot is coming out on what apostasy really is in the church i said you cannot fight it unless you understand exactly what it is then you'll tackle it hallelujah then he says here he says apostasy therefore becomes a breach of faith a breach to breach the faith to breach it it's not said there's a breach of security here a security breach a faith breach has happened here to breach it to antagonize it and cut it off to dismantle it apostasy also becomes a revolt a revolt against the established authority of the true gospel of the cross 
a revolt against the established authority of the true gospel of the cross. Aye. Somebody can revolt on that. You have staged a revolt on the cross. But that is what the other churches have done. They are not even aware they have done that. But what they have done is quite humongous. Monumental before the Lord. To revolt against the established authority of the cross of Jesus. Where do you run to once you revolt from that? Hmm? Huh? A post as in essence then becomes the defection from the true worshipping of Christ Jesus as Lord. Defection. Aye! Ah, <laughs> uh-uh. you just run away. Yeah, you just get away. Hey, he now says that apostasy has now become defection. I have defected. And if you go to the dictionary and see what defection is, you will fear. It's not saying that slowly you disappear. Apana, open, almost violent, and they give examples of political defection in the dictionary. Where we? And the contentious nature they are. Eh? Defection. Desertion from allegiance, which means to desert from allegiance. And then the word desertion, if you go to the military, in army, when they call you a deserter, hey, you've got marshal when they catch you. Which means you've left our camp and joined the enemy's camp. Wow. You've taken our secrets there. If we cut you, killed. It's called martial offense. Oh yes. You are killed. They just finish it. No, no. We don't let him go. Just finish him here. Hey. Did you understand defection? Defecting from allegiance. That is deserting allegiance unto Christ Jesus the Messiah. You desert it. You are a deserter. Deserter normally means... In military terms, they don't just think you went home. In military terms, they think you have joined the enemy with the secrets. So it means you have joined the enemy camp. Hey. Hey. Uh-huh. Desertion from loyalty or duty, failure, lack, or loss. So it means it can be counted as loss. A lost person has been lost. So, Going by this, apostasy therefore becomes resistance. The staging of open resistance to the true faith in Christ Jesus. The staging of open resistance to the true faith in Christ Jesus. The staging of open resistance. Open resistance to Christ Jesus. The Lord. So how will you enter heaven? You go on to say, apostasy also refers to an uprising and a disobedience or the most extreme and highest form of insubordination. (laughs) The highest form of insubordination unto the authority of Christ Jesus the Lord. He says that it becomes an uprising. Remember, we even mentioned the revolt. And he says, and disobedience, or in other words, 
the expression of the highest order of insubordination to the authority of Christ Jesus the Messiah. Hallelujah. Because this is the time between nations. The cloud of glory, I gave prophecy and came. He sent me an open day like this sunny day to command heaven to open in a broad sunny day, summer sunny day, light like this. And heaven instantly obeyed, listened, heard, and obeyed man, and opened, and rain came down right now. I'm just going through the things you have seen. The cripples have walked. The blind have seen. HIV has been healed. Everything, many things. Hallelujah. And he says, apostasy also refers to an insurrection. That's a rebellion. An insurrection. Apostasy also means giving up. Apostasy, therefore, implies a renunciation for one to openly renounce Christ Jesus as Lord. Oh, these churches don't know what they do. Huh? An open renunciation of the gospel of Jesus. Openly, to just renounce, to just, I don't want it. Openly. Apostasy, essentially then, stands for relinquishing or to forego, to forego, F-O-R-G-O, to forego faith in Christ Jesus. Say, ah, I give up that. I leave it. Apostasy implies a situation in which one disowns Jesus as Lord. Eh? Disown. A condition in which one stands up openly and just disowns Christ Jesus as Lord. Say, no, I'm going to look for another Lord. Eh? <laughs> Leo dio Leo. Eh? This is it. So let us preach this thing. Because Jesus, nobody ever preached more about hell than Jesus. And when he preached it so well, people knew it so well that now they have every reason to avoid it. So that's why the Lord has led me to preach about apostasy. Apostasia. Apostasy can also be referred to a place whereby somebody decides to literally discard, desert, leave, reject, and shun true faith in Christ Jesus. He says to discard, desert, leave, reject, and shun true faith in Christ Jesus the Messiah. Hallelujah. Apostasy also refers to revoking or to revoke one's allegiance to the authority of Jehovah God Almighty. To revoke. Can you imagine to revoke your submission unto God Almighty of Heaven? Eh? Say, I have now revoked. Under whose authority are you now? Which means you've crossed to submit to the other fully. Hallelujah. Oh, what an awesome time in the church. 
Apostasy can hence be described as a situation in which one dismisses the blood and the cross of Jesus at Calvary. Dismiss. Leoni Leo. He says apostasy can also be described as the nullification of faith in Jesus. To nullify. I nullify it. Today I have nullified my faith. Apostasy therefore becomes a condition in which one attempts to controvert the gospel of Jesus. To controvert. Which means now to pervert it. To twist it around. Now the body of this message. In order to fight apostasy, Christians must caption, understand the following. Number one, the boundaries of Christian lifestyle. Number one, the boundaries, the borders, boundaries of Christian lifestyle as defined by the Bible. You have to know. He says, in order for you to fight it, you must first of all understand the definitions of the boundary. He says, beyond this you shall not. Beyond this you shall not. So only here you shall walk. Ah! You say, the boundaries of Christian salvation as defined by the Bible, that's number one. Number two, Christians must also understand the various forms of apostasy. Do you understand the things you need to understand? The various forms of apostasy. Number three, the trait characters or the traits that characterize the features, in other words, the traits that characterize apostasy. Are we together? Number four, the doctrines of apostasy. In other words, its doctrines. Its doctrines. The doctrines of apostasy. Number five, the preachers of apostasy. In other words, its preachers. You must understand that in order to fight it. To block them. To fight them. Hallelujah. Very mighty this one. This is powerful. So you need to understand these things. Once you are armed with this information, then you can launch a fight against apostasy in your churches. Once you understand what the Bible says about dressing, about preaching, about food, about fasting, about drinking, that, that wine leave it, that BSG, you know, it was just a social evening. You know, as bankers, you know, we have to occasionally meet a client and just do it. Excuse me. <laughs> no way here. No way. Here we follow the line. The border is here and here we walk here only. Oh yes. Oh yes. The reason this revival is preserved is because there is zero tolerance. The borders were first defined. And then people walked here. Yes. And then we shall enter the kingdom. Because the Lord asked, the way I see you walking wayward, by the time the Son of Man comes back, will there be any faith left on the earth at all? Hallelujah. 
Let us look at the forms of apostasy. The forms of apostasy. Number A. The falling away from true faith. In other words, the falling away from the true doctrines of the Holy Bible. That is the falling away from true faith. The falling away from true faith. The falling away from the true doctrines of the Bible. The Holy Bible. Into false teachings. That proclaim themselves to be true. In quotes. Is the true definition of apostasy. Hallelujah. Can I talk to you about this form of apostasy? This is a condition now. Whereby someone. Just a normal person. Like everybody else on a normal day. Goes to church receive the Lord. And then all of a sudden. Just relinquish. And enter another faith. Ah. Do you understand what he's saying? In this form. And just go into other doctrines and other teachings. Someone who really just came wanting Christ. Matthew 24 verses 1 to 5. He says, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked. I tell you the truth. Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came up to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Verse 4, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. Are you seeing the apostasy? Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Let's stop right there. I have taught this globally. The prophecy of the four apocalyptic horsemen. Every time the Lord brought me to stand before his mighty throne. And remember, there's only one archangel that stands before the throne. And when he introduces himself, he says, I am so and so, he that stands before the throne of God. Only later I understood the gravity of standing before the throne. So anyhow, on each occasion when the Lord made me stand before the throne, and then he showed me the breaking of the seal on the scroll, and then I went all over the globe talking about the prophecy. You see all over the world, this tongue, you look at what he's doing in Syria, look at the ISIS, look at Libya, look at Iraq, look at Ukraine, look at everywhere as you can see, this tongue. You remember the fourth seal? from Johannesburg, South Africa, everything. But listen, I've taught these four horsemen very well. But now I want to approach this scripture from apostasy that Jesus was talking about there. You see the Lord saying that another type of teaching was going to come. Did you understand this? This is one form of apostasy. When one submits to another teaching, Another type of teaching, another faith. This is what he wants here. How mighty. He said, another type of teaching would come and deceive many. And look at what he says here. About this apostasy that would come as a sign of the coming of the Messiah. In these days. He says, when these teachings would come, they would come from another one. Another one. You all know him. 
And he says, when they would come from another, he would pretend to be Christ and he is not. And so the people that would submit, you see in all these big city churches here, the people that would submit to those teachings will have essentially submitted to another one, to the devil. There is no middle ground with apostasy. There is no middle ground when it comes to apostasy. There is no halfway. Romans chapter 6 verse 12. We are still on this first form of apostasy. Romans 6 12. What does he say? This is the same form of apostasy. That one who set out to go for Jesus all of a sudden submits into another teaching. In other words, having faith unto another. Ah. Where? Here? No. Romans chapter 6 verse 12. This is what he says. He says, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies so that you may obey its desires. Submitting to sinful teachings. Sin takes dominion over your fiber and mind and soul. And then, you must obey because we know of one who had to obey. Eve and Adam. When they sat under that teaching, they had to implement those words in their lives. Apostasy is sin. Another scripture is Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. Hallelujah. He said, Do not let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The man doomed for destruction. So this is the Lord talking about two things. He's talking about, number one, the rapture of the church, and then number two, the end of the age. Hallelujah. Because we hear him talk about the revealing of the Antichrist. But the revealing of the Antichrist, we all know, only happens when the church is taken away. Why? Because he says, the spirit of Antichrist is already here. But he who holds him back will continue to do so. And he will not be revealed until he who holds him back is taken out of the way that he may now be revealed. And we know that he who holds him back is the Holy Spirit. And we know that the Holy Church, like this one here, is the Holy Temple of the Holy Spirit. When the rapture takes place, the Holy Temple is taken away, and so the dispensation of the Holy Spirit is over. Dispensation of grace is over. So upheaval begins. That's why you see it comes into the scene. You understand? And the Lord was talking about somebody in the globe here. And those things I don't share with people. Yes, but he will only show his servant who is involved with what? Who will do which role? They are here. If you thought they are not yet born, you're mistaken. They are here and they are very mature right now. Hallelujah. So another one, Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 to 2. I need to bring this out. Revelation 6, 1 to 2. The same horseman. Revelation 6, verses 1 to 2. He says, I watched as the Lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come! 
I looked and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow and he was given a crown. He rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. And then I'm reading another one now. Revelation 19. Revelation 19, I'm reading from verse 11 to 14. He says, I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe that is dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, dressed in fine linen, white and clean. There is the rider of the white horse in Revelation 6, 1-2. And now you meet another rider of the white horse in Revelation 19, all the way down, verse 11 to verse 14, with the armies of heaven, fine, linen, bright, and clean. But now listen to this. This is amazing to me. Because when the Lord describes this form of apostasy, He tells us that there is a teaching that will come another teaching and it will deceive many many will believe it and be deluded deceived and then something else comes out very powerfully when he said because i wondered how can somebody come and say i am the christ remember he was talking to the disciples who had known his voice they had known his teachings they knew his position on sin they knew his position on righteousness they knew his position on holiness. They knew his stand on the renunciation of apostasy. But now look at this. He's telling the same ones that know his voice and his teachings and him that another one will come, another person will come and lie to them with another teaching they will believe and will also tell them that he is their Christ. So apostasy thrives in counterfeit. Did you understand this form of apostasy? This form of apostasy number A that I started with flourishes in counterfeit, counterfeiting God, counterfeiting the true religion, counterfeiting the true faith in Christ. That's why I said proclaiming himself to be the true in quotes. Because we know Christ the Messiah is where? Is in Revelation 19. True and faithful is his name. With justice, he comes to judge. A sword comes out of his mouth, devours his enemies. Revelation 19 is the Messiah. This other one here, the rider of the white horse, his name, we have said repeatedly, is deception. That's obvious. So, the key thing I'm trying to bring out on this form of apostasy is what? Is the counterfeiting. What they do is this. The lawyer, the attorney at law, the advocate presents somebody and he says I want to present you there and by the time I'm done with you there will be no doubt in the minds of these judges <laughs> that you're innocent so he presents you there and does that but when you go and probe when it's a day for cross-examination from their side then you are shocked that this guy is actually the criminal you're now shocked Listen very carefully. Listen very well now. This form of apostasy thrives on the following. He does this. 
he takes errors errors and uses what we call imitation so they may look like true he says he takes error that's i'm trying to describe the counterfeiting that the devil uses to make people believe this is the true church this is the true pastor this is the true gospel so they submit there when the true one is actually here with the mighty prophet of the lord yeah and everybody knows it's live on tv unedited oh yes even a child of 12 years will know yes you cannot say but lord he didn't put it on tv we didn't even know no ah this is big he takes counterfeit and uses imitation to make them look like original counterfeit imitation original he takes fake and then imitation and then look like whatever i have them there did you understand now what the lord was talking about on this form of apostasy this form of apostasy the white horseman riding the white horse his aim is to conquer riding like a conqueror bent on what conquest meaning he can take nothing except victory when he says a conqueror revelation 612 a conqueror bent on conquest meaning he is not ready to take anything else except victory but when the messiah comes we know that the messiah will not take anything else except victory did you understand the counterfeiting counterfeiting another form of apostasy can i move on the first form was a senior which we've described with the scriptures the second form the complete and total renunciation of the christian faith that's another one this other one to submit into some teachings but this one is the complete and total renunciation of the christian faith thereby leading to the tragic abandonment of christ jesus the messiah himself can i explain this saying you know me i'm an atheist i will not come to church you know me i'm a devotional i don't want jesus so just finish right there it's as good as dead as it begins but we are coming to something which is intriguing about this what i've just said you'll see a flip and you'll be shocked you'll hear him at one point saying in the first place let them go because in the first place they were not even part of us meaning there is destination destined can we move on slowly step by step so i am now describing another point after i've given you the two forms how now to battle apostasy but i want to walk into the characterization of apostasy we have to characterize it hallelujah yes we have to characterize it there's a very important point i want to say here now as you are coming with me as characterization of apostasy to characterize the falling away from true faith causes the following in church the falling away from true faith causes the following in church we are now characterizing it a a splinter faith to be formed a splinter faith meaning a breakaway faith b a splinter teaching meaning a breakaway teaching 
to be formed in the church. C. A splinter growth to emerge grows rapidly. Are you chasing? Are you chasing? From the same, a branch now emerges that is counterfeit. And D. It then pollutes all the aspects of Christian salvation as we know it. It then pollutes all the aspects of Christian salvation as we know it. Which means once there is that splinter faith formed, and then now you have a splinter teaching, and then all of a sudden now a splinter growth, then what it does now, it just pollutes everything about Christian salvation. The dressing, the eating, the talking, the phone calls, the movie, nini, what, everything, the life of salvation now is polluted. Do you see the scheme of the devil? How does it pollute? What does it pollute? It does pollute, number one, salvation. Number two, worship. Number three, prayer, or prayer life if you want. Even prayer. It pollutes even prayer, which is the most important portal that God ever created for us to communicate with him. That deception. So it pollutes prayer. That's the way it does. And many other ways. Even prayer life. It pollutes dressings. The dressing in church. It pollutes fasting. Pollutes the eating behavior of Christians. Pollutes the drinking habits of Christians. So they test a little wine here and there. I'm a Christian, but I'm still drinking beer. I'm still drinking wine. I'm with my colleagues, I drank something. It pollutes the word, pollutes the preaching, pollutes their companionship. Marafikizawa here become polluted now. They now have that type of friends. And then, ultimately, Satan is fully accomplished in the church. When all these things are polluted, ultimately, Satan is fully accomplished in the life of the believer. Have you seen how he plans to knock out the church? Using apostasy. And when that happens, then a complete falling away from Christianity now takes place. Not just the faith, Christianity now. Now you find people who are subscribing to now another religion, another way of worship also. You name it. And number 13, he says, then the apostates, those people who are involved in apostasy, they essentially become clandestine atheists in the church. Hey, hey. Where? Hey. He says that those people who are apostate, who are now apostate, they eventually become Undercover atheists in the church. Undercover concealed atheists. Now you are sitting with them in the church, but we have a group who are atheists. They don't believe in God. Wewe. Kumbe, when you submit to apostasy, you really worship another. Because our God cannot pollute the blood of Jesus. Never. Because there is not another sacrifice. Only one. If we pollute it, what shall we have? The blood of Jesus cannot be polluted. 
That's why those who try to pollute it look at the tragedy. Kumbe, the design of the devil is to build forth a congregation of atheists in the church. From this day on, you'll fear apostasy. You yourself as a pastor. And you'll give your life to fighting it all the days of your life. Yeah. How does apostasy access the church? So my title is accessing the church or entry. Point of entry or entering the church, accessing the church. That's my title. The Bible states that apostasy gains access to the church in ways that are the following. The Bible says that apostasy gains access to the church in the following ways. Number one, never ever in ways that are obvious. So, under number one, how he accesses. Then, A, never ever overt, meaning covert, meaning never ever obvious. Hallelujah. Hey, what shocks me is how daring. That's why you see everything is about a daring way to rebel, a daring way to defy. Daring. Dare, the word is open and daring. Open rebellion. Then he says, be never easily ways that are easy that you can see and shut down. Meaning, in ways that are not detectable. Never ever detectable. Number C, he gains access by creeping in. Do you know the way a snake creeps into the house? It normally comes at the door, where the door and the frame open. Then it enters that part. And then when it enters, it goes to the end. Just by the wall is where it just goes like this. It creeps in. He said by creeping in. Never ever overt. Never ever in ways easily detectable. Number three, by creeping in. Slowly creeping in. I don't know the slowly, but creeping in. Then he says, in ways that are subtle, always, which means hidden, concealed. In ways that are cunning. In ways that are crafty. Now I come to the point. Then G is errors, imitations to become true. Errors using imitations to become truth. That's how he comes in. He takes the word, the way the devil did in the garden of Eden. He takes the exact word God spoke. And he perverts a little thing. And then he presents it as truth. It's an imitation. So you cannot even see. It's, wow, this is it. This, this is true. Even when they preach it, those preachers, when they preach it to even them, they look like real. They have scriptures here that say they can't pretend it to be angels of light. I have scriptures here. The church must depart from apostasy. This one, no. He says, errors imitating truth. That's how he comes in. By errors imitating truth. Number H, by fakes imitating genuine. Fakes imitating genuine. By counterfeits imitating original. By copy imitating original. All these, all the above, are carefully and skillfully designed or crafted by the devil such that to the extent that errors and truth can now be mistaken for each other.
he does it so skillfully that at the end an error and the truth almost look the same so you mistake them for each other now hey do you understand how he gets into the church i'm now dealing with mechanistics the mechanisms it's called characterization the mechanism he says creeping in slowly just pervert a little look like truth and then present with truth some will choose this way some will choose this way so now the two are being confused for each other proverbs chapter 18 verse 17 hallelujah and he says the first to present his case seems right till another comes forward and questions him and cross-examines him hallelujah in the dock you know how lawyers behave right that's what he's describing and that time the lawyer is trying to move the questions toward his theory Oh, yes. So, how did you feel? You are telling me you felt so much pain when they, he abused you like that, right? He said, he wants to push you in those answers. He says, until another one comes to cross-examine this person. Then all the hell breaks loose. The book of Acts 20, verse 29. You can read that at home. You can add to that. So, apostates, those who have fallen to apostasy, apostates always endeavor to appear right genuine and true outwardly apostates always endeavor so much to appear right genuine and true outwardly but inwardly they are decaying do you understand that so let us look at this inward decay characterized. Apostates are characterized by the following. Number one, ungodly. Hallelujah. So he says, outwardly they appear right, genuine. They endeavor so much. They polish themselves. They do everything. You understand? They do that. But inwardly there is a problem. There is decay. So this inward decay is characterized by number one, they are ungodly. Ungodly. Number two, immoral. Number three, denying Christ. Number four, rebellious. Number five, false visions. Number six, self-satisfaction. Number seven, ignorance of God. Ignorant of God, if you want. Another point, worldly-minded. Another point, devoid of the spirit, empty of the spirit another point unborn again another point unsaved another point undelivered another point outrightly against Christ Antichrist let us look at how apostasy spreads in the church now we have talked of how it enters but now how it spreads the snake has entered the house by the wall like this. You didn't see it. But how does it start biting people in the house? So how apostasy grows? The opening statement, first of all, is this. In order to wage an all-out battle on this disease or cancer called apostasy, the Christians must, in caption, must, 
must be aware of the schemes of the devil and the processes that the enemy employs to spread this cancer of apostasy that it may grow and disseminate to the maximum. Maximum. How apostasy spreads is where we are. That's the opening statement. Number one, in order to fight it, we must understand the following. We must define and clearly identify the decay of apostasy. That was agreed on in the beginning. Number one, define and clearly identify, which we have done, part of it. Number two, we must clearly define the biblical boundaries that define Christian life. Hallelujah. Define and clearly identify, number one. Number two, define the boundaries that define within which the Christian lifestyle should operate. Number three, how apostasy spreads. Look at this now. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 to 4. We are now on how apostasy spreads. Second Timothy, we are describing how apostasy spreads after entering, how it spreads in the church. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 to verse 4. And he says, we are talking about Second Timothy 4, right? Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 to 4. He says this in verse 3, I'm reading now. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers or preachers to say what their eating ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep on going. <laughs> Can I explain this to you, first of all, why I read it? What is the Lord saying here? The Lord is saying that apostasy can never ever spread in the church on its own. That's number one. Can never ever spread in the church on its own. Number two, apostasy can only spread in the church when a section of the entire of the church submits itself and accepts the teachings of untruth. Untruth. <laughs> you will now know how it spreads. It spreads when the church accepts non-truth, non-truth, untruth. This fake. He says, never ever on his own. Kumbe, it is the church it is you people that have to say, ah, I now accept and gather myself around me a preacher who preaches what is itching to the ear, which means what is good, sweet to the flesh. The gospel of the flesh. Ah! Did you understand me right? Are you seeing how apostasy is present in the church? That the church must first accept it. And the devil says, since you accept it, I give it to you. Unbelievable. This implies that apostasy does not come to us by force or by any form of subjugation. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but begins with us 
Christians and the church and the body of Christ by first having us accepting the sick teachings. By first us accepting the sick teachings. So number five he says, this acceptance of non-truth or untruth or lies, whichever way you want to say, often begins in a hidden way. It always begins in a hidden way. Not obvious. A preacher comes, preach you tricks, preach you something, challenge you a bit, dance you this side, and have women run with checkbooks, writing checks, right? Just simple. Say, no, no, no. The work of God we have to support. Okay. Simple and subtle. Hidden. But when you take those little hidden ones, the next point I'm going to read is this. First focus before I read for you. When you take those little here, which is harmless here, someone lies to you in the church, ah, it's okay, just pat the back a bit. That's a member of the church. You know, you can't rebuke, you can't beat the sheep too much. You see, you, when you begin to accept those little, little tolerances here and there, you, you think it's a joke. But the devil is accumulating it in the church. And then there is an evidence of that accumulation. Coming in slowly and secretly in that way, the enemy still ensures that the evidence of the little pieces here and there, the evidence of the little pieces of decay here and there, will accumulate in the life of the Christian believer. Coming in in such a stealthy and secret and creepy way, the enemy still always ensures that those little evidences, ah, this was nothing aside, ah, the, it dressed like this, okay, that's okay. For him is accumulating evidence. At the end, he has an accumulated evidence. He accumulates those little pieces and then starts to take effect on you, on the life of the Christian believer. Having come in such a stealthy way, another point, right? Having come in such a stealthy way, apostasy then begins to become a serious cancer in the life of the church when it starts to navigate the church, to navigate the church in an awful, in an ugly departure, coming in small like that, secretly like that. The enemy then ensures that the problem begins to show up when now the devil uses this apostasy, this accumulated evidence, right? Those little pieces you did not pay attention to. He now accumulates together and begins to use it now. Look at this now. To navigate the church awfully, awfully, terribly, away, away from the twofold missions of the true gospel of Jesus. Teach it even to your children. Do Bible study in your homes also. Did you understand that properly? He says the little things that happen that you ignore here, ignore there, ignore here, in the church or in your life. He says the enemy is not ignoring them. It is part of a grand scheme to give a small dose and stay away. And give small here and keep away. And then when it's accumulated, the overall effect is to navigate the church away from the true gospel of Christ Jesus.
if you know that this message has touched you and you know that you are not right with the Lord, you are within the same bracket of those who have committed the sin so grievous, pornography, lasting at women in the streets, the tight trousers that show their bodies in the church, tight skirts that show their bodies in the church, immoral dressing essentially. All these things I've talked about. Lukewarmness. If you know that this is you, please, repeat this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, I repent today and reject sin. Lead me into righteousness. I receive you as Lord and Savior. Please, protect me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Shalom. Todaraba. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.